Hi there, and welcome to The Works. I'm Ben Peltier. And I'm Ben Chait. We're about to take a summer break and come back in October with a brand new series. But before we do that, though, we're devoting the whole of this week's show to a third story on the 55th International Venice Biennale. This time, the overall theme is the Encyclopedic Palace, and the accompanying centerpiece exhibition of that name, curated by Massimiliano Gioni, features over 150 artists from 37 countries. In the festival as a whole, 88 countries or states are participating, 10 of them for the first time. Many of the participating countries have national pavilions, but this year many of those pavilions are blurring the lines, in some cases taking a multinational approach, in others examining issues of national identity, nationalism and art. Today its main trade is tourism, but in the Middle Ages and the Renaissance, the Republic of Venice was a major maritime power and artistic center. One of Europe's wealthiest cities, it wasn't just a leader in political and economic affairs, it was also a center for the world's trade and commerce. The wealth meant there was a plentiful supply of patrons of the arts. Today, Venice maintains a significant role in the contemporary arts with the Venice Biennale, an international exposition that's been running since 1895. This year marks the 55th Biennale, but it's the first time that the Vatican has had a pavilion here. For this first outing, the Holy See decided not to take a narrow, church-oriented approach. There's not religious artwork and not liturgical artwork. It's not art for the church. It's artwork that reflected on human theme, human subject, also religious subject, of course, but not from a religious perspective, but a global perspective. And we have chosen the first 11 chapters from the Genesis. And in these first 11 chapters, we have chosen three main topics the creation, the uncreation, and the recreation. For the first one, the creation, we have involved a studio Azzurro, an Italian group of artists that worked with video, but also with installation videos. Uh, when you enter in your room, you have to touch the screen to came the images in a new life. And people that uh, tell you about the vegetable kingdoms, the animal kingdoms, and the, and the human kingdom. So the creation, the first moment of creation. For uncreation, we have chosen Josef Kudelka, a photographer from Czechoslovakia, and he has worked around the different kind of 
uncreation or destruction, the destruction uh, from the history, the destruction from the war, the destruction from the human action around the world, the different places and uh, different uh, times. The last one, uh, the recreation, we have involved American artist uh, Lawrence Carroll and uh, his work is uh, around the recreation is not an answer to a question but is a possibility to a new life, a, a possibility to change our life. Away from the main collection of international pavilions in the Giardini and the Arsenale, this year Iraq set up an exhibition at Sardandolo, a 16th century building being used as a Biennale pavilion for the first time. Curated by English curator and writer Jonathan Watkins and commissioned by the Royer Foundation for Contemporary Culture in Iraq, it's a group show that, for the first time, features work by a wide range of artists living inside the country. We hire Jonathan Watkins um, because, of course, he has an incredible uh, track record as a, as a curator who, and has an understanding of the Middle East to some degree. Um, also, the art scene, the contemporary art scene in Iraq is very young and emerging. Um, so there are very few curators inside the country who um, are uh, able to, to curate a show on this level. And really the, the feel of this pavilion, we wanted to um, make it very much like a homely uh, pavilion where people could come in and, and really experience um, Iraqi culture to some degree. And we wanted people to really have a dialogue with the pavilion and really immerse themselves by reading books that are, you can see all the books around the pavilion, all based on um, uh, not just the art, but everything to do with Iraq. Yasem Wami and Hashim Tayer presented an installation of furniture made of cardboard. For Tayer, his use of the material since 1991 reflects the harsh economic conditions of Iraq, as well as the fragility of everyday life and democracy. My name is Jamal Penjuni. I'm an Iraqi Kurdish artist. And the city is about Saddam Hussein regime. They call the city Saddam is here. The project about the psychology of the people after the Saddam died. I remember when I was a child, always in the, my classroom, there's a picture of Saddam in front of us on the rooms, classrooms, and on our old book, book programs. And always I think Saddam is for us like Godfather. And after 2003, when I went back that, and I saw same things in new Iraqi leaders. They, and in the, the way of the peop, Iraqi people they live, you can find another dictator, another regime. And this is about the ordinary life of the people. And every, behind everyone, every person, you can find a small dictator and small regime. And you want to show the whole of the new face of Iraq, not only the war. We want to dip, change it phase of Iraq from the war country to art. 
Since the inception of the China Pavilion in 2001, Taiwan has not been able to have an official national pavilion at the Biennale. This year, curator Esther Liu examined issues of the island's identity and the idea of the stranger, with the help of artists from both inside Taiwan and overseas. In his video art and installations, Taiwan-based artist Xu Chaowei creates a relationship between himself and the frog god Marshal Tie Jia. He's examining the creation and disappearance of myth, image, culture and history. In one video sequence, an apparently traditional setting is revealed to be faked on a chroma key screen. Tao 很多的情况在改变所以这个认同其实它是一个流变的状态就是但我觉得在这个这不是台湾馆这个论述底下我觉得反而呈现是有趣的状态啊就是虽然说不见得是土生土长台湾艺术家可是我们就在这过程里面其
commissioned by the British Council, English artist Jeremy Della explores a love-hate relationship with national identity in the exhibition English Magic. The Englishness is really about uh, Jeremy's interest in national identity and maybe particularly about um, English identity. But the magic is where the real excitement comes in the exhibition, um, for me at least. Uh, the magic that Jeremy uh, looks at is quite a broad magic, so it's not necessarily um, black magic, but it might be magic more like um, things disappearing. Uh, we've got uh, maybe things about accountability. Uh, you're shown things in the exhibition, then they disappear. Um, there's things that have been hidden. Um, maybe some deception and trickery as well in the exhibition. So when you go into the exhibition, the first thing that you see is a huge hen harrier, which is a very rare bird of prey um, that lives in England. And the story behind this bird is that in 2007, over the Sandringham estate, which is one of the royal estates in the east of England, two of these hen harrier birds were seen being shot from the sky. And the only people that were shooting that day were Prince Harry and his friend. The police were called and the prince was questioned, but they never found the bodies of the birds. They just disappeared. Um, so no charges were pressed and the case just was dropped. And so the magic in that sort of scenario is the disappearance of the birds. But in the painting, you see um, the hen harrier is being imagined coming back from beyond the grave, revenge out on a Range Rover, which is the car that uh, Prince Harry drives. In another area, British artist William Morris disposes of a Russian tycoon's yacht that was controversially moored beside the Giardini at the 2011 Biennale. The photographs, or that room, is based on the Ziggy Stardust tour of the UK between 1972 and 1973. So the, the map that you see in the gallery shows all the locations that the tour went to during that 18-month period. And the photographs that you see in the gallery are a mixture of photographs taken by fans who were at the Ziggy Stardust con concerts. Um, but they're also shown alongside uh, photographs from the press of what was happening in the UK at the time. And all the photographs have been taken on days when the Ziggy Stardust tour was happening. And it just is meant to show the, the contrast between the escapism and the excitement that Ziggy Stardust gave to young people. But then that's contrasted with the sort of quite serious political and economic and social issues that were happening in that time in the UK. At a first glance, the work of Lara Armerthegui in the Spanish Pavilion might also seem to be reflecting current social and economic issues. In fact, she's more interested in the idea of urban transformation and the social, economic and political networks that drive it. These mounds consist of cement rubble, roofing tiles and bricks smashed to gravel, reflecting the type and quantity of materials originally used by workers to construct the pavilion itself. In complete contrast, a pile of gold dominates the Russian pavilion, where artist Vadim Sakharov uses a Greek myth and a reference to a Rodin sculpture to examine 20th century global capitalism and greed. I think it's better to start from title of these exhibitions, which call Danaya, 
this is you can uh, uh, see here. This is name of uh, woman in Greek mythology, yeah? which is was uh, hidden in one room by his father and uh, forbidden for men. And God Zeus came from the heavens to her by gold rain and make her pregnant. This was a story in Greek myth. As in the myth, no men are allowed into one area of the installation. Women play a central role in keeping the process going. We ask women, please collect coins, which is now on the floor, yeah, which is falling down from the heavens. Yeah? And please collect and put the bucket in the next room. And men who stand in here bring the, these coins up in bucket and put the conveyor, coin conveyor, which is bring these coins again to the roof and again start to falling down. Women should be decided, continue this process or not. But if women not put coins, process will be stopped. I am create these situations and, and I'm say, please look what happens. Yeah? For instance, I'm right in my coins, trust, unity, freedom, love, and everybody read that and stolen. Woman stolen, man stolen. Yeah? More and more and more. You can write very good words, but nobody read it. Nobody would like to stop process of corruptions. Everybody stolen. You know? I put men who sit in, in, in the first room, nearby roof. Yeah? For me, he's a uh, uh, very close association to Rodin uh, thinker. You know, this man who's sitting like that, and he's thinking about what he creates. Because our world, not perfect, still created by men. For instance, men who eat, eat peanuts. It was one spokesman from Deutsche Bank. It's uh, beginning of uh, 2002 or 2003. Uh, he should be paid uh, millions for mistake. And he said, okay, we pay peanuts. Peanuts, you know. In contrast to the waste of international capitalism, on one level, New York-based artist Sarah Z's work is an art of recycling. In the United States Pavilion, her site-specific installation, made with everyday objects such as stones, water bottles, leaves from the Giardini itself, packaging and electric fans, spill out of the building and into the outside world.
Beyond the paradoxes of nationalism, globalism and art, the main theme of the 2013 Venice Biennale was the encyclopedic palace of the world, based on a sculpture by self-taught Italian-American artist Marino Ariti in the 1950s. This year, the sculpture was brought to the Biennale by the festival's artistic director, Massimiliano Gioni. Gioni sees the idea of an encyclopedic palace of the world as an unattainable ideal. He says that the central exhibition, based on the theme, represents the impossibility of capturing the sheer enormity of the art world today. Ultimately, the theme is the breadth of human experience and creation, going beyond any limited concepts of nationality or region or time. The final aim of art, the exhibition suggests, is to reflect the totality of the human experience through humanity's never-ending creativity.